Vulnerability number one. I had a deep fear of rejection and abandonment throughout most of my life. Vulnerability number two. I made people I love feel guilty if they didn't do what I wanted them to do. Vulnerability number three. I tricked my little brother into eating cat food once. That's embarrassing to admit, but that's what I did. I was young, I was stupid, and I thought it was funny. I could list off a hundred more, but I got a show to do, and you got some listening to do, and let me just tell you why I shared a fraction of my vulnerabilities right now. Vulnerability is one of the lessons in my Healed Being program. It's a major component of healing and stopping hurtful behavior toward those you love. After all, the fewer vulnerabilities you have, the less you feel you have to protect yourself from others so that they don't know about your vulnerabilities. And if you don't have to protect yourself, you're less likely to hurt someone else. There's so much more to that, but it's a good thing to keep in mind if you want to change some of your own behaviors. Healed Being is the powerful and effective program to help you stop hurting people you care about. If you're the difficult one in a relationship in your life, sign up for the first four lessons for free over at healedbeing.com. No credit card required to sign up. Life presents the toughest challenges. Every day you are faced with decisions that test your ability to express who you really want to be in this world. We're told to keep saying affirmations and keep thinking positively, but what do you do when that stuff doesn't work? Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hello, this is Paul Coliani, and I want to help you learn the skills you need to deal with life's challenges using emotional intelligence and critical thinking without compromising who you are. That's very fitting for what we're about to talk about. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. All right, uh, let me adjust something here. Good to have you here. Good to connect with you again. Glad to be doing another show coming up on the new year. Uh, that's um, where things sometimes change and sometimes they don't. Sometimes things change for the better and sometimes they don't, depending on what you resolve to do. <laughs> if you even celebrate that, I don't often. I don't often celebrate New Year's, but if you do, Happy New Year's uh, you know, when it comes. And um, I wish you the best on your resolutions. Anyway, what we're going to talk about today is vulnerability. Uh, it's something I talked about at the very beginning, talking about the Healed Being program, and there's a big lesson on that in Healed Being. And I talk about vulnerability here and there throughout the episodes, throughout the years, but I don't think I've ever really expanded on it the way I'm going to expand on it today and why it's probably one of the, I don't want to say the most important, maybe the more important components of becoming happier. Because I think that we spend, a lot of people spend a lot of time hiding who they really are from the world. It's just like in my intro, you know, the, the ability to show yourself, to expose yourself in a way. That's a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean? You, you expose your emotional center, who you are at the deepest level, including all your shame and your fears and your embarrassment and your guilt. When you are able to air that dirty laundry, so to speak, who you become after that changes. Because if you've spent most of your life hiding those parts of yourself, you will probably 
develop certain behaviors that aren't necessarily uh, functional, more dysfunctional, maybe even toxic. With the emotionally abusive relationships I talk about every now and then in, in the Healed Being program as well, what usually ends up happening is that there can be a lot of fear inside someone and what they do is protect themselves so that they don't have to feel that fear. It could also be suffering, some sort of pain that they don't want to deal with, emotional pain, typically. They don't want to deal with that emotional pain, so they do their best to uh, protect themselves and push those fears onto other people in the form of emotionally abusive behavior. For example, one of the vulnerabilities that I talked about at the very beginning of this episode was uh, making my partner or my partners in life feel guilty if they didn't do what I wanted them to do. I did that through the silent treatment, withholding love and affection, making them feel they did something wrong. That's a terrible thing to do. I admit it, and I did it, and I had to heal from it, and they had to go through it. They had to deal with me doing that, and uh, my partners didn't necessarily know what emotional abuse was or that it was a manipulation at the time that I was doing I didn't know it was a manipulation. I just thought, this is how I protect myself. This is what I'm supposed to do to uh, live happier, to be happier. I had to become controlling. At least that was my belief. That was how I coped. I had these coping mechanisms that caused me to control people, and I learned how to do it too well, unfortunately. So I've talked about that before. I've shared my vulnerabilities like that before on this show and my other show, Love and Abuse, uh, only because I want to be transparent with you. And this is something that I decided when I created this show nine years ago, that it's so important for me to share this stuff with you because I'm going to put it all on the table knowing I'll be judged. And the reason I do that is so that I can show up as my authentic self. That's one part. One of the reasons I want to show up as my authentic self. I don't want anything holding me back. I don't want to come on here and say, hey, I'm perfect. Just be more like me. I would rather you be more like yourself, who that person way deep down inside of you is. I would rather that person come out into the world and be authentic so I can connect with that person. Don't be like me. <laughs> be who you are at the deepest level. And that often requires being vulnerable. So I've written a few things down about what I believe vulnerability to be and how I view vulnerability, uh, vulnerability and how, I, um, how my life has changed because of vulnerabilities. So I hope this is helpful to you. And if you feel at all like you can't be your authentic self because there are consequences to doing that, then this is a good episode for you. And everything I talk about today doesn't mean you have to do it. You don't have to do any of this stuff. You don't have to reveal your deepest, darkest fears or secrets or pain. You don't have to do any of this. I'm just saying that if you're willing to go a little further then maybe you normally go when revealing parts of yourself with certain people that you trust. You, know, you don't want to 
share stuff with people that you don't trust or that are dangerous at an emotional or even physical level. But there are people in our lives that we often come across or we have known for a long time that we can trust with information. It's just that a part of vulnerability is trusting that those people aren't going to crush us when we're vulnerable with them. So here I am, I come on the air, and uh, there are tens of thousands of people that listen to the show, and uh, some of them are ready to judge me. Some of them tune in, maybe this is their first episode, and they're ready, they're <laughs> just ready to say, who is this guy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him. I'm going to get him because there's something about him that I'm going to find. I'm hoping that's not true. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm making that up. But there are people that have you know written negative reviews. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. What he's talking about is abusive, and these things hurt. They're talking about being vulnerable, this that hurts. When I see negative reviews of somebody who maybe listened to one episode and took everything out of context, or didn't hear something that I talked about in part of the episode, and then just made some judgment about me, they're free to do so. Absolutely. It still hurts. It's still something I have to process. Even with my thick skin, <laughs> my healthy ego, my high self-esteem and self-worth, I believe that I have a healthy perspective of myself. I love myself. I'm not afraid to say it. I see myself in high regard. I admire myself. Oh, maybe that's too much. <laughs> I respect myself. But I'm okay. I, I believe that I'm okay. In fact, I try to teach you that you're all that. Well, you really are. You're, you are all that. And once you accept that you are all that, it's harder for other people to put you down. And it's harder to believe what they say about you. And even though I believe I'm all that, I'll still see someone's comment about me online or even in person. Somebody says something about me. And uh, I'll feel it. I'll definitely feel it. Because it's still in there, the, the, the small child inside of me that wants to be loved, that wants to be seen as lovable and important and worthy, that little child is still in there. So no matter how I come across to you now with confidence in myself, feeling good about myself, believing that I'm doing as much as I can in the world in the right way, in a good way, there are still people that can say something and people that maybe don't even have any uh, reputation or credibility with me. There are people that might say things that still hurt. Why is that? What happens when I feel hurt? Is it because I am actually seeing them as the source uh, to define who I am? They are the only source that defines who I am. It's not that. I think, and this is just kind of a guess, I think that what ends up happening is that we hear something or read something about ourselves and we repeat it in our own voice. That's part one. We repeat it in our own voice saying, oh, okay, I'm reading this thing. Paul is a, uh, an abusive person and he tells people to do things that uh, will end up hurting them. Wow, uh, I just read that in my own voice. But what if I read it in somebody else's voice? Like, what if I made up a voice? Like in uh, some of my studies, they say, why don't you just use Mickey Mouse's voice? <laughs> and then you read it differently. So part one, I believe, of hurting yourself or hurting your ego or whatever it is, your self-esteem, self-worth, 
is that you might be hearing these things in your own voice or another person's voice that uh, doesn't see your value. That happens too. Like, what if I read that in um, my stepfather's voice? Like, he may not see my value. Uh, maybe he does. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. But let's just say that it's, it's somebody I don't like. How about my um, sister's ex-boyfriend? I didn't really like him <laughs> a long time ago. Let's just say it was in his voice. Wow, I would place no value in that. It's just a neat little mind trick that you can do is just to read it in someone else's voice. But I, I do see what happens is that we read these things in our own voice and it's almost like we're telling ourselves we're not good enough in somebody else's words, but our own voice. So I think we just have to be careful with that. Um, that's part one of what I think is happening. And part two is that there's a small part of us that actually believes it. Part two is we will never think we're perfect unless we're narcissistic, <laughs> unless we're uh, very, very egoistic, but we will, we will never think we're perfect. So when we hear somebody say that we're not, or worse, that we are bad or not worthy or not lovable or hurtful, when we believe ourselves not to be that way, we are always trying to work on ourselves and improve ourselves. You know, we're listening to a show like this. We're doing our own, our own work, our personal growth work. And uh, when we hear something like that, we think, oh, crap, what I miss? It may not be your words. Probably not. But I, that's, that's what I might think. Like, oh, man, I missed something. What did I do wrong? There's another one. What did I do wrong? And so I hear or read somebody saying something about me, and I think, oh, crap, what did I do? What did I miss? What did I do wrong? And I immediately want to fix that because I don't want to be seen as a bad guy or a hurtful person because I really do have high regard of myself, or at least I love myself and respect myself and believe that I'm doing the right thing. I, I have a lot of thoughts about myself because I've worked on myself. I believe I've done a lot of healing. So I kind of see that I'm doing well. I, I really believe I'm doing well. And then somebody comes along and says something that hurts me. And that just takes me down a few notches. Not in a good way. Like sometimes people need to take you down a, a few notches in a good way. Like, man, you keep believing that. You're really becoming cocky. And uh, that's going to get you hurt if you keep going in that direction. That might It'd be something that somebody takes you down a few notches just to be more observant, just to stay more present, just so you're not lost in your belief in yourself where you think you're invulnerable. Like, I don't care. I'm going to try out these new wings that I just built and jump off this building. No, that's probably not the best way to do it. Let's not be so self-confident that we jump into things haphazardly and could be very dangerous. At the same time, I do want you to be self-confident. I do want you to believe in yourself so much that you will take the proverbial leap and then maybe build your wings on the way down. <laughs> I want you to have that kind of courage. I want you to have that kind of conviction in your beliefs. Like, I believe this so much, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, when you do that, then you can achieve a lot more. I mean, I'm not necessarily here to talk about that today, but vulnerability is all a part of this building that uh, emotional strength inside of you so that you can move forward believing in yourself and knowing that you're doing the best you can 
And being okay that the best you can is great. Not just good enough, it's great. How many people do the best they can and it's not that great? (laughs) There's people we know that it seems they're doing the best they can, but boy, it seems like they could probably do better. But we look at those people and maybe they are doing the best they can. Maybe that is the best they can do. The differentiator to me is someone says they're doing the best they can, but they're never working on themselves. It's all I know how to do. It's the best I can do. Okay, well, what, if, what else have you tried? Nothing. This is who I am. That's when they are, their mind closes and they choose to stay on the path that they've always been on, not getting the results they want, and sometimes playing a victim to the world. This is who I am. I'm never going to change. This is just how it is. So someone's best they can it might be different than your best I can. I am doing the best I can to me means, hey, this didn't work today. I'll try something different tomorrow. That's what it means to me. I'm doing the best I can means I'll try something different tomorrow or next week or whatever. I'm doing the best I can right now means there's something more I can do and I'm going to try doing more. That helps me adjust to what's coming. It helps me understand that there's more challenge in the future and that's okay because it's going to create a better me. At least that's my hope. We're just walking in the direction that we think is the best way to go. And I think keeping the open mind, knowing that there is a challenge that we need to overcome or more challenges that we need to overcome, it helps us adjust to those changes that are coming and does improve us. A lot of places I can go, I can branch off of that, but uh, I'm going to ask you to hold on to that thought while we take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to get into some of my notes about vulnerability that uh, I want to talk about today. We'll be right back after this. Probably my favorite tool to use when it comes to finding and booking a doctor's appointment. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Now, I did some experimenting with their system. I thought, I wonder if ZocDoc is this smart. So I entered my condition as back pain. Very generic. (laughs) I told it I wanted to find someone to book with for next week just for the heck of it. And then within seconds, there was a list of doctors who each had their own review scores and personal reviews from the patients that have seen them. The app told me everything I need to know, including average wait time, doctor's bedside manner, how soon can I make an appointment with this doctor, all the questions that they'd either ask you or you'd ask them. It's all right there. You don't have to spend any time answering or asking questions. This is a huge shortcut, and I've needed something like this for a long time. ZocDoc takes all the pain out of finding and booking doctors. They make it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Go to ZocDoc.com forward slash brain and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com forward slash brain. 
ZocDoc.com forward slash brain. Welcome back. Like I said, I want to talk about vulnerability and define what it is, at least the way I define it, and how it can be helpful for anyone on the personal growth journey who wants to emotionally evolve. And evolving emotionally to me means in general becoming happier inside yourself. I want to become happier. I don't want to become uh, consistently elated (laughs) in a blissful state constantly because then I'd be there and once you're there, where else is there to go? But I do want to put myself in a position to experience happiness and even peace and comfort more times than not, more often than not. Because not everyone's goal is happiness. Yeah, I got happiness here. That's fine. I just want comfort. How about I just want uh, quiet? (laughs) I just want peace. Depends on what your goal is, what your direction is, or at least what you're lacking and you want more of. This is what I think vulnerability helps you achieve. For me, it's always nice to feel happier, feel more comfortable, have more options. If vulnerability can lead me to having more options, that makes me happier. I want to know, can it? Uh, Well, let's find out. (laughs) Let's just talk about this. Um, One of the first things I wrote, and I'm going to try to go in some sense of order here. Vulnerability has freed me. I feel free to be myself. I believe when you're not, uh, when you don't feel free to be yourself, that you will feel drained. It takes energy to be someone you're not. So I think about all the times that I chose to be vulnerable versus all the times I chose to hide what I didn't want to show the world and how much more energy it took to hide it. And how that energy was, or the drain, was lasting. The the drain of hiding who I really wanted to be in a moment or in many years. Like showing up as a partner in romantic relationships that really wasn't his full, honest, authentic self. Because I used to hide anger. So I would get angry and no one would know. I would just show up in dysfunctional ways to hide the anger or toxic ways, because I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want anybody to think that I was the guy that could get angry. We all get angry. Why couldn't I just accept that? We all get angry. Well, because we have fears, and I didn't want those fears to be realized. A fear of abandonment, a fear of rejection, a fear that if I told someone my truth, they would leave me, or not love me anymore, or think that I wasn't worth being around. And so these fears drove me, drove my decisions, and pushed me into a direction in life that I just kept going, which meant I just kept hiding who I really wanted to be. So damn draining. (laughs) It's so draining. Maybe you can relate in some way. Maybe there are people out there right now saying, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I'm I'm done with that. I don't want to feel that anymore. But what do I do? Well, this is a decision show. You can make a decision. You can choose to do anything you want. 
You can choose a direction for your life. And I'm hoping that this episode and this show gives you direction. If you've ever heard my show on goal setting, I talk about direction instead of goal setting. I don't like setting goals. <laughs> I don't like saying, okay, on Saturday, I'm going to do 100 push-ups. That would never happen. But let's just say that's what I said. Uh, Saturday comes and I get 20 done. Now I feel disappointed. I didn't do 100 push-ups. Now I feel disappointed because I only did 20. Yeah, but Paul, you did 20. That's good, right? Yeah, but Paul, you only did 20. <laughs> Telling myself. And so there's a lot of times in my life that uh, were more disappointing when I did goal setting. So I stopped setting goals and just started setting a direction. This is the direction I want to go. I want to be healthier. If I'm uh, more healthy tomorrow than I was today, then great. I've met a goal. <laughs> if I'm stronger next week than I was uh, last week, great. I've met a goal. Instead of saying, I want to bench press 400 pounds. Again, never happened. <laughs> but it's the goal setting, the specific goal setting that I stopped doing. Anyway, that's an aside. Uh, coming back to vulnerability. Um, what are you going to do with all that extra time and energy when you stop hiding yourself from the world? What are you going to do with all the energy that would normally be reserved for hiding who you are? So now you have this extra energy. I'm telling the world who I am, or at least that one person. I'm telling that one person, or I'm sharing something that is very, very close to my emotional core that I don't want to show anybody else, that I've been wearing my emotional armor on for a long time. I don't want to show these people who I really am. Now that I'm not hiding that, or at least I'm not hiding it from this one person because I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be uh, left. I don't want to feel unworthy around them. All kinds of fears that can come up. And that's why we hide ourselves, our true thoughts and feelings from certain people. What do I do with the energy, or what do you do with the energy that you reserve? Like, oh, I, I'm not going to spend or waste any energy hiding who I am. Uh, so what that does is free me. It frees me from using that energy and I can use it somewhere else. What does that mean? That means that um, when you hide who you are, you usually have a lingering drain that you walk around with. It's draining. And believe me, I've did this for years. It is draining because it's almost like you're covering up all the time. If you're a people pleaser, you can relate. People pleasers cover up a lot. And so they walk around with this lingering drain. I'm so drained. I'm so drained. I'm so drained. I'm so tired. I'm so emotionally tired. I'm so physically tired. Because I'm hiding this part of me or many parts of me. Because I don't want other people to see who I really am and how I really feel. What I really think. If they see who I really am and what I really think and all that stuff, they're not going to like me. Or they're going to take something away from me. There's a loss involved. I'm going to tell you something I wrote about that too momentarily. Uh, vulnerability is another definition that I have. Is sharing a part of you that you believe will bring someone's judgment. Just like I said. It, it's like if you fear someone's judgment. Then you are less likely to be honest. Open transparent. And um, like I said earlier, you know, I created this show knowing 
that people are going to judge me. They're going to write in and say, you're wrong, which I welcome. I have no problem with that. I welcome that. doesn't mean it feels great, <laughs> but this is what happens. When you put yourself out there, everyone is a judge. Everyone. Hopefully, most people will be okay with you, but not everyone grew up in the same environment. Not everyone has the same benefits that you might have, you know, luxuries, conveniences, or maybe you have it worse and other people will look down on you. They're snooty, arrogant. There's going to be a lot of judgment coming your way when you put it out there. And yes, if you already deal with anxiety, especially social anxiety, that's the last thing you want. Nobody wants to be judged, at least most people. They don't want to be judged. But doing so, putting yourself out there to be judged, something happens when you do this. And I learned this, especially through this show. I learned that when you put yourself out there and you say maybe what other people might judge you for, or you know other people will judge you for, it's hard for them to dig any deeper. This is something I learned. It's very hard for someone to dig any deeper when you've already given them something to judge you for. What? You're this person who does that? You're a bad person. Okay, well, what else you got? I already told you that. I mean, it's not like you're springing this on me or the world because I already told you. <laughs> Paul does this. Paul hurt his partners throughout life. He hurt them. He emotionally hurt them. He made them feel bad. He was emotionally abusive. What a jerk. I was. I definitely was. I agree. What else you got? Well, you shouldn't have done that. I know. <laughs> what else you got? Well, you should be ashamed of yourself. I was. <laughs> I am. I have feelings in there. I feel bad for what I did. Shame is strong. I think I've healed from that. But I do feel bad for what I did. Well, I don't think I can listen to you because you were this person. Maybe not. I mean, maybe that's something that you definitely need to reconcile inside yourself. And I don't want you to listen to me if you have hate toward me or feelings about that. Because I don't want you to have to expose yourself to someone that doesn't really align with your values. Even though that was me and it isn't who I am today. And that's where I go with this stuff. There are things that I did feel shame for, that I did feel bad for, and I'm just going to put it out there. I think a lot of us have done things that we don't really uh, find respectable, that we might find uh, mean. I think a lot of us have done things like that. Maybe, maybe not you. <laughs> maybe you don't need to hear that, but I, I think it's important to remember that because a lot of us have gone down a road that uh, isn't righteous or honest or very kind or respectful to other people, that if we're not that same person today and we're trying to maybe make amends or turn things around or go in the right direction, that it's time to stop wasting so much energy focusing on who we were. It's time to move forward into who we are today and who we want to be. 
I spent so much time wasting so much energy, lingering energy, like I was saying, that lingering negative energy, trying to hide who I used to be. And now it feels better to just be, to be myself, to put myself out there and uh, expose myself to the world. This is who I am. What else you got? You're going to dig deeper? Great. Let's just bring it out. Because once it's out, there's nothing to hide. Okay, I'm, I'm putting this out there. Now there's nothing to hide. So what else you got? That's one of my go-tos. What else you got? Because uh, if they keep digging, they're eventually going to hit the, the hardest ground possible and they can't dig any further because there's nothing left to dig. It's all out on the table. It's all out in the open. And when it's all out in the open, there's nowhere else to go. If there's nowhere else to go, where are they going to focus now? Because if they're so focused on me and my issues and what I did in my past or what I'm doing today, then they may not be focused on themselves, which might need some work. Because if they are busy judging me or judging you, if someone else is busy judging and being hateful or hurtful to you or someone you love, then they might have issues that they have to deal with in themselves so that they don't feel these things and they can move forward without any lingering negative energy, energy in themselves. What does that mean? That means that um, there can be a, a loving place that someone can come from and know that you have gone or you have had a past that isn't all uh, righteous and noble and honest. People can look at your past and want to judge you for it, or they can say, hey, we all make mistakes. We all screw up. I think that's a very loving perspective. When somebody comes up to you and says, uh, we all screw up. Yeah, you screwed up. Okay. Are you doing the same thing today? Are you showing up that way today? Screwing up over and over again? You might say, well, I do screw up. But are you doing those things that you aren't really proud of in yourself today? I'm willing to bet that most people listening now are not doing the same things that they feel shame or guilt or bad about from their past. Because if that's not who you are anymore, that's not who you are. You've moved beyond it. You don't have to focus on who you were because that's not who you're showing up as today. Unless you are. If you are showing up as that person today, yes, you have more work to do. But if you like who you're becoming and like how you're showing up now, let's just say I erased your past. Hey, your past doesn't exist, or at least all the bad stuff doesn't exist, gone. Do you like how you're showing up today? I'm willing to bet you probably do, at least in a lot of ways, somewhat proud of yourself for the steps you've taken to get this far. Even if this is the first time, the first day that you decided that you were going to start working on yourself, you were going to deal with a certain issue in your life, it's forward momentum. You are moving forward. You are taking a step forward. So there is a, an important aspect of that, that I never want you to forget. You can either close your mind and know that 
you'll never get better and things will never change and you'll always get the same results and there's nothing you can do about it and uh, that's just how life is. You can close your mind and just pretty much give up and you'll be unhappy. You can do that or you can open your mind saying, there might be more to this. There might be something I can do. There, there is something I can do and maybe I should do it. I think when it comes to vulnerability, it involves you deciding that there is loss, uh, or at least a, a huge risk of loss, that is quite possible if you choose to be authentic, if you choose to be honest, if you choose to reveal something about yourself to someone, there is a possibility that they will judge you and you will experience loss. But to me, that's what makes uh, someone who's vulnerable strong. Vulnerability is revealing your fears, your shame, your guilt, embarrassments to someone else, knowing it could lead them to not liking you or even leaving you. You know how courageous you have to be to be able to share all these things or one of those things with someone, knowing that they may not like you after this, they may leave you, they may never want to talk to you again. That takes so much strength. Vulnerability is strength. It is walking through the fire because you know there's a huge risk of loss. Vulnerability is acting in integrity in the face of losing what's most important to you. When I decided to talk back to my boss... I knew there was a chance that I'd get fired. And I don't mean talk back. I just meant stand up for myself. When I decided to stand up for myself and another employee, I knew in my mind that I'd get fired. And when I didn't, that made me stronger. And if it did, <laughs> here's the other part of this. If it did get me fired, what the hell am I working there for if I can't even say the truth? If I can't be myself? I'll never forget that job I took when, when I was married. My wife and I were both pretty much going to the soup kitchen daily at that point. Uh, and I finally got a job. Temp agency called and said, we got a job for you. And I read the description and I thought, that sounds great. I love working with the technology and it was a sort of a tech company. And I went there and um, about three or four weeks in, they said, okay, now we're going to move you to phones and you're going to become tech support. And my heart sank. I thought I was working with hardware, not people. <laughs> I mean, in this particular place, I did not want to be on the phones and I did not want to walk people through troubleshooting and all that stuff. I did that for years. I have no problem with it, but I did not want to do it anymore. I was done with it. And I decided that uh, I needed to leave. Problem was I needed the money. So I had this conflict inside of me. And it made me feel pretty bad because I also had a wife at home and we were going to the soup kitchen. And if I didn't stay, the soup kitchen would be basically something that would continue and we would never get out of this hole we were in. But man, it was killing me. It was burning in me. It was something that I did not want to do. I did not want to go to the phones. I really enjoyed isolating myself and just playing with the technology and fixing it and all that stuff. And uh, I, I just didn't know what to do. I was so 
devastated. I thought this was the job I wanted and liked, and here we are. It's going to change, and I'm going to hate it. I felt like I was imprisoned. Now I'm just I'm stuck in this place. I'm I'm a prisoner of this place now because I need the money. So I called my wife and I told her all this. I said I just this so I just feel so bad. There's nothing I can do, and this is something I don't want to do. Now I feel like a prisoner. And she said, "I'll support any decision you want to make." And that struck me so hard. I mean, wow, what a supportive, unconditionally loving thing to say, knowing that I was the only person bringing any money into the relationship at that moment. It was really tough times. And she said that. She said, I support whatever decision you want to make. And that was, uh, that was a pivotal moment in my life because I finally realized that I could uh, make a choice. I didn't have to be stuck. I could make a choice, even if that choice led to something that I didn't want. But because my integrity was on the line, because who I was at the, the deepest level, the, who I wanted to be at the deepest level, was somebody that didn't work <laughs> at that place doing those things. But who I wanted to be was even more important than anything. I just, it became a priority in that moment because she supported me and having that support from someone, it can be, it can be very important. It can be very important. And sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes you have to make these decisions on your own regardless. And it's scary as hell. It still was scary, but she said, I'll support any decision you want to make. And as soon as I hung up, I went to my supervisor and I said, I quit. It was liberating. I didn't care if I had the soup kitchen. I didn't care if we had no money. I was just so glad to be away from something that took me away from myself. It took the me out of me. Why would I want to spend eight, nine, ten hours a day not being me? And then come home for a few hours, go to sleep, and then repeat that over and over again. That's like 80% of my life, not being me. I don't want to spend 80% of my life, even if it was just a year. I didn't want to spend 80% of that year not being me. And so that was my choice. I made the choice and she was totally supportive. We did end up going back to the soup kitchen for, I don't know, a few months. Then I got another job and it paid twice as much as I made at this other place. And we got out of the hole and I felt great. And we both were happier again because we were moving in the right direction and I look back in a spiritual way and say, boy, if I didn't quit that job, that other one wouldn't have lined up. That's what I feel every time I make a decision that's in integrity with myself. That's what I feel when I'm in alignment with myself. As I move into the direction, I move in that direction that fits me, that works for me, that allows me to be me. I think it's a very powerful, powerful thing to do. My definition, or at least one of my definitions for integrity is not letting your fear dictate your path, but making decisions based on what you want for yourself and others, knowing there could be consequences. Let me read that again, just in case. Integrity is not letting fear dictate your path, but making decisions based on what you want for yourself and others, knowing there could be consequences. Standing up to my boss had a real fear of getting fired. 
it was a different job, a different um, time in my life. But standing up to my boss, I, I knew I'd get fired. That was my belief. You know, I knew it, quote, I knew it. <laughs> and I didn't. But I did it. I was vulnerable in that moment because I wanted to be in integrity with myself. So that was a, a moment of integrity for me. Another one could be like speaking the truth with my girlfriend. I had always had a real fear that my partner would see me as a monster or want to leave me and not be with me anymore. So speaking my truth, that's a very vulnerable place, but it's a place of integrity because this is my truth. This is how I feel. And I don't mean saying, oh, you're a bad person and you should do this. I'm talking about inside me. My truth might be uh, what you just said made me feel alone or how about feel jealous. What you just did made me feel jealous and also taking responsibility for your feelings and your thoughts and saying, I'm jealous, but not because you're doing anything wrong. I'm jealous because I have this insecurity inside of me or I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid you'll leave me. And I have this insecurity inside me that you'll leave me. So this is why I yelled at you that day, or this is why I made you feel bad. That's vulnerable. And you're speaking about something that could definitely, it could lead to a loss. They might say, what? I don't want somebody who's jealous. I don't want somebody who's always in fear. People who love and support you want to be with you. They want to support you going through your vulnerabilities. So that's likely not going to happen unless you're with somebody you can't trust. If you're with somebody you can't trust and they have proven to not be, uh, not give you a space to feel safe, then that might not work out too well. But what I'm saying is that when you're vulnerable to somebody that you have a relationship with and, um, they see that you're vulnerable, you're actually taking responsibility for something you have inside of you and you're not pointing the finger at them, but you're revealing something inside of you that gives them an opportunity to see the real you. What better place to be in any relationship when somebody knows the real you, again, someone you trust, someone you are uh, connected with and bonding with, and somebody that wants you to be happy, somebody has your best interest in mind. People like that want you to feel good and want to be around you and want to be near you and want you to be yourself. And it's hard to be yourself all the time because we do have fears. We just can't let fear dictate our path. And so that's why integrity, not letting fear di dictate your path, but making decisions based on what you want for yourself and others, knowing there could be consequences. That is integrity. You are being yourself knowing there could be loss. That's why vulnerability is such a strength. It shows the world that you're willing to be a person of integrity at great risk to your happiness. It's emotional exposure. You are exposing the world to your emotional core where it's the most love and fear inside of you combined. You have the most love. You can open that up and just be yourself fully. At the same time, when you're open like that, it exposes your fears and your insecurities. And you know that when you're so open like that, when you are willing to show someone your the deepest part of you like that, that in that moment, they could also crush you. But that's what makes love so amazing when it works. When somebody you are bonded with, when you love them, when they love you, 
and you can be that vulnerable with them, it only increases happiness. It only increases connection. We will start closing up if they start hurting us. If someone starts hurting you, that's when you start creating a buffer between that emotional core and other people. So you can't love as much as you want to and you can't uh, show your fears or your vulnerabilities as much as you might want to, which means you can't be yourself. You can't be your full emotional vulnerable self because it's not safe or at least as safe as it could be or should be. Vulnerability is emotional exposure. It is shedding the armor around your heart to show another person that you would rather speak your truth than protect yourself. Vulnerability is saying, I'm afraid to tell you something about myself in fear of how you might judge me, but I will anyway because I would rather be who I am than be who I want you to think I am. I'm afraid to tell you something about myself in fear of how you might judge me. But I'm going to do it anyway because I want to be myself. And it's more important for me to be myself than to be someone that you think I am. Vulnerability is saying, I'm afraid to reveal how I think and feel to you in case you disagree with my point of view. Vulnerability is giving your heart to a person knowing they could crush it, but trusting that they won't. When someone is vulnerable with you, their self-worth and self-esteem is in your hands. And because of that, most of us would be honored that we could be so trusted with something so precious to another person. When we feel that trusted by someone else, we're more willing to become more trusting and vulnerable with them. This is how long-lasting, deep bonds form. When you are vulnerable with someone and they can be vulnerable with you and they feel safe being that way and you feel safe being that way with them, almost unbreakable. It's so hard to break a bond like that. And a lot of us, we can tend to hide certain things about ourselves so we don't have to show that insecure part of ourselves or that fearful part of ourselves. We don't want to show that part because uh, we don't want to be judged or we don't want to look weak. We don't want to look like an idiot. But what do they say in the classes I've attended all my life? They say, uh, some of the best questions aren't asked because people think they're stupid. I have a stupid question. Well, that's probably the best question because a lot of other people are probably thinking the same thing. But we don't want to raise our hand because we don't want to be vulnerable and ask that stupid question and think that everyone's looking at us like, what an idiot. Why is he asking that question? What a dumb question. But maybe 90% of the class is thinking, I'm so glad that person asked that question because I needed to know too. This is how I see the world. I see the world that we have all these vulnerabilities inside of us and only a small percentage of us are willing to reveal that to people. So they spend their time not revealing and keeping it to themselves and not exposing themselves you know, emotionally and just not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to be fully authentic because they believe that maybe they're the only ones that have done things that they're not proud of or ashamed of or feel guilty about. 
you're not. You're not the only one who's done things that you might feel bad about. And if you want to share this with somebody that you feel safe around, you might find that you liberate yourself. You feel free. This doesn't mean you have to share everything. This doesn't mean that there might be something inside that you just don't want to share with anyone because it's so atrocious, it's so bad, or it's so scary to you that you know that you will be alone from this point on. I'm not saying you have to share any of this. this is a, again, this is a choice show. You make the choice on what you want to share. But I do recommend that you don't just hide everything about yourself just out of fear, the fear of emotional pain or the fear of being revealed as somebody that's not that smart or revealed as somebody who might be weak or whatever the fear or insecurity that you have inside of you, don't let that stop you from being yourself. You don't have to reveal everything, but it is nice to be able to let something go so you don't drain yourself, that you feel this lingering drain all the time holding on to it. Maybe it's time to find someone or if you have someone in your life that you can trust to share something knowing that if you share it, yes, you could be judged. You could experience a loss. They might see you a different way. That might happen. You could be fired. You could be left. Again, that's a personal choice. This really could happen. This is a risk. And I've chosen in my life to take the risk instead of drain myself and show somebody a different side of me that isn't really me or an alternate me. You know, I don't want to hold on to something so tightly that that's all I can think about. That's what I call a constant trigger mode. I was in constant trigger mode throughout all my relationships, which caused me to be emotionally abusive. Because I did not want to reveal any fears or insecurities or pain inside of me, I decided that uh, I was going to act in dysfunctional or toxic ways so that I didn't have to reveal that. And that was draining to me and it was also very draining to the other people because in my romantic relationships, they left. Because I was in a constant state of just on the edge of being triggered by something. And when you're on the edge of being triggered by something, you feel it. You carry it around with you. And people can trigger you a lot easier. And when that happens, what ends up happening is if you don't have good coping skills and you don't have good uh, maybe communication skills where you can be authentic and say, oh, that just triggered me. I need to deal with that. You know, If you don't have uh, the ability to work on that and heal in yourself and at least talk about it, then you might end up in a challenging situation, an argument. Then you might actually end up doing, what do they call Self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> you might end up in a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm afraid that person will yell at me, so I will hide this part of myself so they won't yell at me. So when you hide that part of yourself, what ends up happening is you come out with some other dysfunctional behavior or you hide it and they can tell or you are toxic in some way. And then they end up yelling at you anyway. Or worse, maybe you had a bigger fear of abandonment or rejection. And they end up leaving you. Because who the hell are you, they're thinking. Where are you? I don't know who you are. You keep hiding yourself. You keep uh, blaming me for everything. When you've got issues that you're not dealing with. And 
they can't see the real you. And when you don't show someone the real you, they have nothing to work with. And so you end up trying to control people and circumstances, trying to make sure they only see the version of you that you, that you want them to see. And they never see it. They only see like bits and pieces. It becomes a play with so many plot holes that they can't figure out what's going on. So they leave the theater. They're done. They can't figure out what's going on. There's just so many plot holes in this. I, I just don't want to deal with it. Whereas if you just put it on the table, this is what's really happening. This is what I'm afraid of. Then suddenly you have something to talk about. They have something tangible to talk about. Something real. Something that they can use in the conversation instead of trying to figure out what else is going on. In my relationships, there were, there were mysteries in my relationships. So there, I kept them befuddled in a way. I don't, I don't know if that's the best word to describe it, but they were not... Uh, fully informed of all my thoughts and feelings. And again, you don't have to share everything, but you should at least get to a point where you can be somewhat honest, where you can reveal some sort of fear or something that you are thinking about, some sort of thought, some sort of feeling, so that they know what's going on inside of you. Again, do it with people you trust, people that you can really bond with and connect with and they are also willing to be vulnerable with you. That's very helpful because then you're on the same playing field and you can learn to trust more of each other, with each other. And when you are able to reveal yourself to those people or anyone that you care about, what ends up happening is they have an opportunity to, to actually see the real you, talk to the real you, connect with you at a very meaningful level where you can actually have a, a deeper bond and that bond again longer lasting usually lasts a, a really long time and will give you uh, a feeling like no other because now you feel even safer and closer to a person when you can reveal parts of yourself that you may have wanted to hide from them or the whole world this is what vulnerability does it just frees you from having to hide. And when you are free and you are allowed to be yourself around those that you care about and they care about you, life just goes a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm not saying it's seamless. I'm just saying it's easier because you don't have to worry about what you're hiding. So there's a, a strength in that. When you can do this, you change your life. You, you are a person of integrity when you show up as vulnerable. You are a person of strength when you show up as vulnerable. You are willing to lose what's most important to you when you show up as vulnerable. But that is why life gets better. Because you start feeling better in your own skin. You start feeling more comfortable. You start realizing that there's so much more to life than hiding these parts of yourself. And you're going to weed out people. This is the scary part too. You're going to weed out people. The people that love you and support you being yourself, they're going to stick around because they're going to love what they see. They're going to see you being yourself and feeling comfortable in your own skin. They're going to love it. Those are the people that want us to be happy. And then there are those that want to control us. They don't want 
you to show up as yourself. They want you to show up as who they want you to be. Those are the people you may end up weeding out because when you show up as yourself and you are yourself around them, it's going to freak the heck out of them and they're not going to like it. So there are certain people like that in your life. Maybe you know who I'm talking about, (laughs) but they're not going to like you being yourself, you being authentic. And uh, they'll either try to challenge that by trying to control you or manipulate you or they'll leave. So you do have to prepare. This is the loss I'm talking about. There is a risk of loss, but every time I've been authentic, every time I've been vulnerable, I've created more meaningful relationships and weeded out only a few, very few. And um, the few that I've weeded out, they didn't want to support me being authentic. They didn't want to support me being myself. They wanted me to be someone I, I wasn't. I don't need that in my life. And you shouldn't need that in your life. You shouldn't want that in your life. You want people to support you making decisions that are right for you. I think that's uh, where it always ends up for me. I'm so glad you joined me today. Thank you for entertaining this conversation, or at least this monologue about vulnerability. I'm grateful that you are here. We'll be right back with my thank yous and my goodbyes and my final words right after this. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank our financial backers, the patrons of the week, Anna, Harriet, Andreas. Um, I think I'm saying that right. I think I say it differently every week. Uh, Debbie, Somalia, Paige, Donald, Winnie, Daisy, Stephen. Oh, man, I see Stephen. I've seen you for years. I've seen a lot of you for years. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for your support of the show, helping me keep the lights on and continue moving forward with this um Thing I call the overwhelmed brain. Mary donated. Mary, thank you so much for your generous donation. I am so grateful for you as well. Anyone that supports the show financially, thank you for your donation, Mary. And uh, they found value in the show. And if you are in a position where you can support as well, head over to moretob.com and you have some options there. Otherwise, keep listening. Always keep listening because you never know what you're going to miss. <laughs> so there's my... um marketing talk. Uh, Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Mary. Very grateful. And for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, visit loveandabuse.com. That is my other podcast. been doing that since 2019. And uh, it can be very helpful if you're in any type of difficult situation where you're just not getting along as maybe you think you should. Go to loveandabuse.com. And if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, head over to healedbeing.com where I help emotionally abusive people that want to change, change. I help them heal. I help them grow. I help them get into a new space so that they show up as the best version of themselves, not only in so they can create a great relationship with themselves, but giving them the opportunity to either salvage a relationship they're in or create something amazing with somebody else. Uh, the whole point is to show up in a way that is supportive and loving and kind and respectful to other people. And getting over those emotional triggers and developing better coping mechanisms and understanding which behaviors are actually hurtful to someone else. I talk about a whole ton of things over at healedbeing.com. That is a program 
that uh, you can join and get the first four lessons for free, healedbeing.com. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in The Overwhelmed Brain. And for my final words, today's episode was inspired by a message that I received uh, from the Healed Being program, actually. This person wrote, as I become more and more aware of uh, what my behaviors are and see reality, do you have suggestions on how to become vulnerable and able to see others? So much of what is required is between my ears, but also resides in my heart. I keep coming back to the fact that it is a choice, but if I have not practiced much, like exercising a muscle, I need to do it constantly. Just wondering if you have any thoughts or insights. Yes, I do. <laughs> Listen to this episode again, and hopefully you do get some insights from what I talked about today. And I want to say this, and I know it's not true, but when you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. I know that's not true, but for some reason it just rings in my mind. When you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. I think what it needs to say is, if you have nothing to hide, then you have less to fear. Again, I'm just making this stuff in my mind, but this is how I feel. I feel like the more I put out there, the less I fear. Maybe that's a better way to say it. The more I put out there, the less I fear. How about the more vulnerable I am, the more is known about me, then there is less to put me down for. There's, ne there's less to insult me about because I've already addressed it inside of me, or at least I am addressing it inside of me. And I think that's where I go when I was talking about uh, how people can't really dig up anything more on you if you've already told them everything about yourself. <laughs> where are they going to go? I've seen this a lot, like on TV with celebrities or politicians. They don't want to tell the truth. They don't want to say, well, uh, I wasn't in that hotel room. Uh, uh, I wasn't there. I'm always waiting for the, the politician or celebrity or whoever to say, you know what? I really screwed up. I went to that hotel and I cheated. That's what I did. And I am now in therapy. I screwed up. I betrayed my spouse. I uh, hurt my children. I did all this stuff. I am a screw-up. I, I know I have problems. I'm just waiting for people to say that. Very few, very few people have said that, like typically celebrities or politicians. They, they just don't do it. They just rather lie. And they put themselves in these situations where uh, everyone just has these thoughts about them. And I'm not saying you know everything's true, like, oh, that is true. Maybe some things aren't true. That's poss that's a possibility. But, I mean, you can tell. <laughs> Sometimes you can see these people talking and they're just like, nope, that didn't happen. No, nope. no, that didn't happen. And you realize, uh, no, it did. I could tell. I could tell you're lying. You're trying to cover it up. So why don't you just be honest? No, I'll, I'm, that's not, that never happened. I'm, that's never going to, I'm never going to admit that. And so when the thing really did happen and they choose not to reveal it, there's that lingering drain that they carry around with them that they have to deal with, that they have to work with, and they have to live with, and it's going to be there forever because they never reveal it. And so it becomes a drain on them to constantly have to hide it. That's why I would just rather put it out there. I know, yeah, you're going to ruin a career. You're going to make someone's spouse leave them. You're going to get them hated by the general public. Yeah, yeah it could happen. But I bet you 
<laughs> most of the world relates to someone who is that vulnerable. Most of the world relates to people who make mistakes. Most of the world relates to people who screw up. It's just how it is. Oh my God, I relate to that. And that person admitted that they screwed up. Wow, that's something I wish I could do. Whoa. Or that's something I did too. I can so see that this person's really honest, that they're really authentic. That's a vulnerable thing to do. They look a lot better in my book now. They are. They went up a notch. <laughs> they went up a notch because they admitted it. Yeah, but they did all this terrible stuff. Yeah, but they admitted it. And when somebody admits it and they put their soul out there to be judged, you can tell, at least for the most part, hopefully, that they're on a better path at that moment. They're going to change their ways. This is what worries me about people who never admit this stuff. I didn't do that. I wasn't in that hotel room. That means you might not change your ways, or maybe you will because you don't want to get caught again. <laughs> but I see someone's authenticity when they're willing to admit what they did and they can free themselves from guilt. They can free themselves from, or at least maybe not guilt, but moving forward, they can move forward and start doing the right thing. I don't know what made me think of this, but all this vulnerability talk, we're talking about celebrities now and politicians and how they come out and they're just not vulnerable. They don't want to be, they don't want to look weak. They don't want to look pathetic. I don't know what it is, but if they hide who they really are, it's really hard for people to relate to. I cannot relate to people. And when I see this stuff on TV, when I talk to people in person, I can't relate to you if you're hiding all this stuff about you. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean that we won't get along or be best friends. It's just a little harder to relate to people that aren't authentic, that really don't want to share who they are. And and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, some people don't share who they are because they just don't trust anyone or they have a lot of PTSD. They've had a lot of abuse or trauma in their past. I totally get that. And that's a very difficult way to live, but some people have to do it because they really feel like they need to protect themselves. And that's a different story. I get that. I'm not saying if you really feel the need to protect yourself because you just feel unsafe around most or all people, I get it. I get it. And I give you that choice. I give you, not that you need it from me, but I'm here to say that that's okay too. That's okay. If you feel like you need to protect yourself, then that's what you need to do. You need to feel safe inside of you. If that's where you need to go with it. You might want to consider taking tiny steps toward vulnerability with those people that you're starting to trust or the people that you do trust and especially people that love you and want the best for you. Those are the best kind of people to have around you. The people that love you and want the best for you. Usually, you can trust those kind of people. So, these are just thoughts that you can take with you, that you can think about, that you can do something to change your life with or not. That's the best part about this. It's always your choice. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like we don't have a choice. But I like to create choice in my life even when there's no choice. And that might mean taking a risk at being authentic, taking a risk at standing up in yourself, in integrity, and doing what you know is right for you. It might take a baby step to get to that point, but maybe not. 
Maybe you're ready. Maybe you just need to work up to that. No matter what, always keep an open mind because that's how you step into your power and create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you, you are amazing. Amazing.